You're listening to the Volleyball by Design podcast. Today, we are going to talk about different type of volleyball sessions. You know, as coaches, it's the summertime, it's the off season, and there are a lot of different type of sessions that we may want to run, but which session is the most appropriate session to run for the goal that we're trying to accomplish? And that is what we're going to talk about. We're going to dive into all the different types of volleyball sessions you can run, how to run them, some strategies and things and things like that. And uh, we're going to, yeah, we're going to dive in. So it's an episode you don't want to miss. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Coach Brian Singh, and after a number of years coaching competitive volleyball and as the head coach of the biggest college in Canada, I've become obsessed with helping coaches improve their knowledge and skills of the game by teaching them how to coach efficiently and effectively to ultimately reach their volleyball goals. I created the Volleyball by Design podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies so you can get clarity and apply what you learn right away. This is... The Volleyball by Design Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 109 of the Volleyball by Design Podcast. How is everyone doing out there today? For my new listeners, welcome to the podcast. My name is Coach Brian Singh, and I'm the host of the podcast. And for my regular listeners, as always, you know how much I appreciate you tuning in to another episode of the Volleyball by Design Podcast. I got to tell you, I, first, I want to apologize first. I'm This episode is going to be released... Uh, early or yeah, early Monday morning or sometime Monday morning. Uh, normally it's released at midnight, but my my program was giving me issues and it wasn't loading for some reason. And I normally do the episodes either the Saturday or Sunday the night before. So I said, you know what, I'll have to wake up early on Monday and try to figure this out. So I apologize if uh, you know your normal routine is to listen to me Monday early morning. I apologize, but you know. I'm still going to give you an episode every week, so you still got it. Just got to adjust the time you listen to this. And for my new listeners, you know, the goal of the podcast or for every episode is to deliver some kind of value, some tangible things you can take back to your gym with you and apply right away. Some, you know, I always, I always want every episode for you to be able to take at least, you know, two or three things away that will help you become a better coach. That's the goal of every episode. Two or three things that will help you become a better coach. And I think that today I got a I got a nice one for you. Also want to mention DVA Live, my two-day virtual coaches clinic is coming up in less than a month. I, I know you've heard it uh, in the beginning of this episode, probably if you're listening to this before uh, August 6th and August 7th, get registered, volleyballworkshop.com. Go get registered. Um, I can't tell you enough, you know, I talked about this already. You probably already heard it, but you know, this is one of those clinics where it's not about the skills. There's so many clinics around the world that talk about the skills. This is about the programming, which is so important. How do you build a successful volleyball program? So important. So really, really get volleyballworkshop.com. Go get signed up. And I can't wait to see you inside that training. It's going to be great. All right. Um, let's talk about today's episode. Now, this today's episode uh, was, well, it's funny, it was brought to you by, but that's kind of what it was. Uh, a coach reached out, Coach Brandon reached out, and he asked to differentiate the difference between a lot of different types of volleyball sessions. You know, we use these words, camps and clinics and things like that, but what, what do they really mean? Um, and, you know, and he said that he'd love to hear the difference between a clinic, a tryout, an ID session, a drop-in, an open house. You know, all these, all this language is thrown out there, but you know what do they what do they mean and what's appropriate to use or what's appropriate to run given your situation so i want to dive in this may be a two part episode because i i want to talk about strategies as well but 
more so, I want to talk about what these what these clinics are or what these things are. Okay, so we're going to talk about five different types of volleyball sessions that you can run in your gym, you know, and, and what they look like. So the first thing I want to talk about is a clinic, a volleyball clinic. Now, this is most commonly, um, I think this is most commonly misrepresented in terms of a camp. A clinic is a bit different. A clinic is a short, normally a two-hour session. A clinic is a two-hour session. You can have two-day clinics, um, but normally it's a two-hour session or a two-day session, or it could be a full-day session as well. So it's a short period of time. It's not a long period of time. And you're going to have you know, small to large number of athletes. Normally at clinics, you don't see less than 10 um, or less than eight, and they're normally, you know, le- sorry, you don't see, yeah, you don't see less than 10 or eight, and they're never more than 50 athletes, I'd say. And they're, you know, they're, they're, they're good size. You're, you're going to probably need a, a couple coaches on hand to help out. Um, and clinics can be ran a variety of different ways because they're so short in nature. You can have position clinics. So you can have worries where it's just left sides and right sides and maybe just setters, just middles. Uh, you could have skill clinics, so a clinic specifically focused on serving and passing. Uh, a clinic, well, setting kind of goes without saying, a, a specific clinic working on block defense. So you could separate the clinic based on the skill that you're going to go over. You can have clinics that are what we call warm-up clinics, so clinics that maybe athletes just want to get touches before their tryout or before they go do something. And those are warm-up clinics. And you're going to work on a variety of different skill set. And at the end, you're going to have a lot of gameplay. Okay, so these clinics are very heavily relying on gameplay to get touches in. Uh, So the basic thing here and uh, the goal of a volleyball clinic is going to be what we call a quick win, okay? They're not going to have a significant transformation in this clinic because of the short nature in mind. So let me explain the difference between a transformation and a quick win, because I think it's important to differentiate the two. So when we say transformation, a transformation is where you take an athlete from, you know, where they are now, as in the player that the the entire identity, the player of who they are, and transform them to a new player, a better version of that player that they once were. You know, so let me give you an example. So if we're trading a left side, for example, well, the left side transformation is going to be, you know, their ability to improve their passing, their court awareness, their ability to hit, block potentially. You know, there's the, there's the overall player. That's a pretty big transformation. You could even have a full-on skill transformation like passing, for example. You know, their ability to go from a 1.5 on if you're using a 3-point passing skill, their their average of a 1.5 to a 2.2. That's a pretty significant transformation. So transformations occur over a much longer period. In a two-hour clinic, the athlete is not going to significantly tra- like transform the way they pass. They may improve that skill, but it's not going to be enough to call it a transformation. What it's going to be enough is to call it a quick win. And that's the goal of clinics, are to give them a quick win. You know, in a two-hour setting clinic, you're not going to improve that. You're not going to transform that player's ability from setting at a B level to setting at an A level. I mean, there are there is a small chance we may be able to accomplish that, but 
realistically and, and, and generally, you're not going to do that in a short amount of time. So when it comes to planning these clinics, we have to think about what can we do in the short interim to get them a quick win. And that goes into planning your clinic. You know, If you're doing a positional clinic, a two-hour clinic where you're working with just setters, you may want to spend a lot of time on certain fundamentals. Maybe you want to spend, you might go over footwork and you might go over, uh, you know, how to hand positioning on the ball and follow through and all that stuff and help them improve their location. Sure. You know, helping them improve their location by teaching them footwork, being stopped and stabled, following through, squaring to the left side. All of these things will help them with their set location. And that is a quick win. So you may say, wait a minute, but we're working on footwork, we're working on hand positioning, squaring, like that, that seems like a transformation. It's not. It's going to help them develop their setting skills to another level, absolutely. But a transformation now is, if we were to do this, if we were to, you know, call this a transformation, they would not only be able to have their ability to set to the left side, but now we could talk about setting to the right side, setting pipe, setting middle, setting decisions, managing the game flow, managing the offense, running an offense, different types of offenses, reading the blockers. See, now we're getting into all of the intricacies and setting that we can cover over a much longer period. But in a short period, we won't be able to have that setter experience the full transformation. So the reason I'm spending a little bit of time on this is because it's important to understand the goal of your session. If it's a quick win, a clinic is perfect for you. If it's a transformation, then we're, we're going to talk more of a long-term thing, which is my next point, which is a camp. Now, the reason this is also important is because we want to make sure our messaging and our language is clear to the athletes. And this is where we, we, could, we could dive deeper into this, but this is where we start talking about higher ticket items versus lower ticket items. You know, a parent or a player is normally paying for a short clinic because they just want to get some touches. You know, a two-hour session, it's clear that they're going to get some touches. They may improve certain areas of their skills, and that messaging has to be clear to the parent and athlete. This is going to be the result. The result of this clinic is going to be you are going to improve your ability to pass by learning some of the key fundamentals in this clinic we're going to work on versus a transformation, which we're now talking about a camp. So a camp is the second type of volleyball session, and that is where we focus on the transformation of the athlete where now our messaging is going to be they're going to become a better left side or a right side or they're going to improve their vertical jump. You know, like things like that, we are now going to be able to offer because it's a longer period. It's more rigorous programming. So a camp is normally a minimum, minimum of three days. I, I would even tread softly using a word three-day camp. I would rather call it a three-day clinic because even then, you know, you're not going to transform the way someone is. You can, which is why I say it's minimum because you it's definitely possible. Uh, it's just not very common. So I would say four days minimum, well, three days minimum is what I, is what I call them, but you know, typically four or five a week, that's what we're talking about as a camp, more than a week, a month camp, a two-week camp. These are longer periods where it's a much more rigorous programming. So I'll go back to setting as an example. If we're talking about a setter coming into my camp now, you know, on day one, 
we're dialing into footwork. We're dialing into how to, how to push off the net, how to read the pass coming, you know, being strategic and efficient in our movement, how to square to the left side. We're talking about hand positioning and ball contact and wrist manipulation. You know, we're getting into the fine intricacies of setting. And then we're now on top of that, we're taking it to another level. We're going to talk about decision-making. We're going to talk about understanding our team personnel and looking at the game flow and the style of offense and different types of offenses. Now we're talking about running a potential 30 set, a tempo set, a high ball set, a 51, a 61. We're, we're, we're talking about all of these different things, not to mention talking about looking at the other team's blocking scheme. How can we maximize our offense to exploit their blockers? You know, we're teaching our setters how to see if a middle releases early so we can set in the opposite direction. You know, we're, we're diving into the setting. We're talking about strength training now. We're talking about how to strength train for the setter. What's important for the setter? Stability. You know, we're talking about vertical jump. So we are talking about the entire package. That's what we're talking about. It is a amazing, amazing transformation that is going to occur for the setter. So when this setter comes to your camp now, they're coming in right from where they are now and you're going to you're going to not only show them where they're going to be but you're we're going to get there. We're going to get there. You know, a lot of things in camps, we're going to talk about more film, film analysis. You may have some classroom sessions where you break down the positions a bit more, you know? We are now going to have a much more sh- stronger monitoring progress. So from day one to where they come in, we're going to see where they are now. We're going to monitor their progress during the course of the camp. And at the end, we're going to be able to show them the transformation, show them the results. Okay, And that is, that is the biggest difference between a camp and a clinic. So if you get anything out of today's episode, it's to understand the mindset of planning a, ca- a camp versus a clinic. Because I think you're going to be able to plan a much more effective camp and clinic because you, you're able to differentiate between the two. And you'll also be able to have your messaging be a lot clearer. You know, a lot of times when we promote our camps and our clinics, it's, it's the same jargon here all the time. You know, a one-day camp for ages, this to that, and we, we call it a day there. And, and that's on, you know, coaches listening to this. When you plan a camp or clinic and you're giving any kind of advertisement, any kind of flyer or email that's sent out to parents, I want you to make sure that you very concisely explain the transformation, explain the outcome, because parents and players can really, it's a lot, it's a lot more clearer to them in that sense, and they know what they're signing up for. So many times I see these these camps and, and coaches and don't I don't want to you know I'm not trying to talk talk bad about you guys here but I see it all the time especially in the off season a, a one week camp for ages you know seven to ten or a two week camp ages eleven to thirteen that's it it's just a camp well, what do you and then they oh t shirts t shirt included and they're guaranteed gameplay or something like that like. What, what am I signing up for? I'm signing up to go. Basically, I'm signing up for my, my child to go and play and have fun. And there's nothing wrong with that. But how much more powerful would it be to show, to, to talk about the result that you're, that, that athlete's going to get? Right? It's going to be a lot better. So 
uh, that's your difference between a clinic and a camp. Understanding it, and I hope you got some you got some good insight to how to differentiate the two and how to really you know sell those two and, and what the goal of those two should be. The third thing that I want to talk about is what we call an ID session. So an ID session is normally one session where you take athletes through you know a, a bunch of different drills to test their fundamentals, and the goal of an ID session is to see what the athlete can do. What are they capable of? We're identifying the athlete's strengths and the athlete's weaknesses for whatever our intended purpose is. Now, you know, if you're you're trying out for a provincial team or a state team or a, a national team or, you know, things like that, they may have these things called ID sessions where they're evaluating the athlete's ability to execute skills. That's what they're doing because they wanna see where they could potentially put this athlete on a team or where they could, or it could be an ID session for a camp where, okay, I want to see where this athlete's coming in at so we can now identify what we need to do during the course of this camp to get them to the next level or whatever the case is. But it's a session where we are just identifying the athlete's skills and we are putting them and grading them and seeing where they are now. That's all it is, Okay. It's a little bit different than a tryout. A tryout is, it's it's similar but different. A tryout is, you know, we're trying to figure out, okay, who can make our team, which is the fourth different type of volleyball session, if you will, is what is the, what is the athlete now and can they make our team? We're not really interested in, well, I shouldn't say this because we are interested in what they're going to be. We are interested in what we can make them be, you know, when they come into our program. But it's more so, can they be on our team now? Versus an ID session, an ID session is just identifying the athlete and seeing where they fall in the pipeline and what we can do to help them. A tryout is like, okay, you're competing against other players to be better than other players at that event, at that session, so that you can make that team. You know, so it's, it's it's slightly different. The language changes just a little bit, but that's what the ID session really is. Okay, so you might treat it a bit differently than a tryout because a tryout you may test other factors that you wouldn't test in an ID session. Like for example, a tryout you may test, um, you know, their ability to be put in tough situations. You know, you may give them a really tough challenge and see how they come up. Not to say that you can't do that in an ID session, but uh, you typically won't see that in, a, in an ID. An ID session is more for just fundamentals and skills, okay? But I guess, you know, I guess it depends on the coach that's running the ID session. They may want to test that too. So uh, they're, they're similar, but again, it, it's just a, one, one is for a team. One is to more put them on a plan, if you would call it that. All right. The next, the fourth thing is more drop-in or open house, okay? Now, a drop-in session is exactly the way it sounds. This is a session that's not planned because you can't plan a drop-in because you don't know who's going to come and who's not going to be there. So it's the most difficult thing to prepare for. It is normally all different ages and male and female, etc. Now, you could specify a drop-in session to be a certain age group, sure. Uh, but normally, drop-in is just like adult or youth. <laughs> that's what I see it. And depending on the numbers you expect to have, you could differentiate going forward from there. Um, you also have to worry about different skill levels. You know, when you say drop in, 
who are you speaking to? We don't know if the, the athletes are going to be competitive or the recreational or where they are. So another fact you got to consider is skill level. So one thing that I recommend to all coaches is if you have the ability to have two courts, then I would have two courts during your drop-in. That way you have a more lower level court and a high level court. So you're not doing any athletes a disservice and it's beneficial for them to go. You know, it would it would be unfortunate for an athlete who's just getting new to the game and learning how to play the game to be put on a court where you're talking a bunch of competitive players who are running systems. Uh, the, the athlete's not going to get much value out of that. So I would have two courts. Now, if you don't have the ability to have two courts, then you could have one court, but you have to have enough players where you could run different different games. So you could have like one game is for the competitive players and the other game is for the players who are just learning, you know, things like that. Now, the goal of drop-in sessions is to build your program, to get more kids in the gym. That's the goal. It's to grow the, the volleyball in whatever specific area you're, you're, you're running it. It's to have more players just come, get your name out there, get, you know, get more people involved, grow the game, things like that. So you're going to have a ton of different skill levels. You're going to have, um, you know, you have a lot of different, different type of people that come to, that, to the drop-in. And the drop-in is not so much for a quick win, but it's rather to have fun you know, to build your program, get your name out there, et cetera. So that's what it is. So there's a, there's a time and a place for drop-ins. Be very careful when you run drop-ins. Um, I, I, there is value in it, especially in the early stages where you're trying to build a program and you're trying to build a club or, or get volleyball being played more. So I love that. Uh, and, and then that way you can kind of isolate. If you have, normally you'll, you'll start getting a, a feel for who's coming to your drop-ins. So you can figure out if you need to have two, two, two different drop-ins for due to for two different skill levels or, you know, how you're going to run it. So that, that's kind of what, what we're talking about when it comes to drop-ins. All right. Uh, those are the five that I wanted to talk about. The other thing is that you could have is one-on-one or small coaching, okay? Small group coaching. That's probably the sixth bonus one I'll add in here for you in terms of volleyball sessions. And I actually did an entire episode on strategies for one-on-one and small group coaching, I did it, it's episode 67, and next week what I think I'll do is I'll talk about strategies for running camps and clinics, which I don't think I've talked about on the pod yet, So, which will, which will tie into 67, so listen to 67, and then next week we'll talk about strategies on running camps and clinics, um, and even if you have no intention of running camps and clinics, by the way, it's still going to be a valuable episode because we're going to talk about strategies that you could take and also apply to practices as well, so it'll still be good for all parties involved, but it'll be more focused on camps and clinics. Uh, so yeah, uh, one-on-one and small group coaching, you know, we're talking three to four athletes. We're talking really focused and dialed in on individualized training, individualized feedbacks and things like that. So that'd be the other type of session you could have. And again, listen to episode 67, where I dive into strategies on how to maximize those small group and one-on-one style uh, coaching. Okay. So on today's episode, we just wanted to really grasp the difference between the five slash six different types of volleyball sessions you could run. And just to recap, we talked about a volleyball clinic, which is a shorter time of training with the athlete, whether it's a two-hour session, whether it's a a two-day clinic, um, whether you have small to large number of athletes, position clinics, warm-up clinics, or the different types of clinics you can run. And the goal of a clinic is a quick win or multiple quick wins. What can we do to get the athlete those small wins so that they see those results and they want to come back for more? 
And then a camp, which is the second thing we talked about, a camp is a longer three or four day minimum period where the athlete is experiencing a complete transformation. We're taking them from a player where they are now to a different type of player when they leave us, where there's going to be a lot more monitoring their progress throughout the course of the camp. Then we talked about ID sessions, so identifying um, the, you know, we're taking the athlete through a lot of different drills and skills and identifying what the athlete's capable of doing. Then we talked about tryouts. Tryouts are actually assessing their skill to make a team. So like, for example, in an ID session, you're going to have players do all of the skills. You know, you're going to like whether they're a left side, right side, middle setter, it doesn't matter. They are going to go through all the skills to see what the athlete's capable of doing. In a tryout, you may have athletes just trying out for as a setter. Okay, who's trying out for a setter? And they may do just things that setters need to do. So you know, that's a little bit of a different thing. When it comes to ID session, we're testing all the skills. Then we have drop-ins, which is the fifth thing. So a drop-in is, you know, it's not really a planned thing because you don't know who's going to come and who's not going to come. Um, the skill levels are going to be different. Uh, I recommend it having two courts. And a drop-in, the purpose is just to, you know, grow the program, have fun, get your name out there, get kids in the gym, things like that. And then the last bonus thing we talked about, which, which is the one-on-one or small, uh, small group coaching, more individualized, focused, et cetera. All right. And then why, listen to episode 67 as well to, um, to get more, more strategies on how to run those small group sessions at one-on-one, uh, the one-on-one clinics. Okay. So basically, uh, these are things that I think you, hopefully you can get, take to your gym and you can start planning some of these things if that's what you want to do during the off season. But you know what the best thing you can do in this off season Come to my DVA Live, August 6th, August 7th. Go to volleyballworkshop.com and sign up. I can't wait to see you guys there. DVA Live, it's the place to be to help build a championship volleyball program. And hey, reach out to me on uh, Instagram. Let me know what you think of this episode or any other episodes for that matter. Uh, Instagram, you can find me at Singh underscore Coach B. Reach out. Let me know what you thought. Let me know if you have any questions. Love to hear from you. Love to get. To, love to really get in connection and contact with my listeners. All right? That's it for me. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and I will see you next week on another episode of the Volleyball by Design podcast. Take care. All right, cue the music. Look, are you at the stage you want to be in your volleyball journey? How would it feel to get clarity on your training, and instead of taking months to get better, you could improve in weeks, if not days? When I was a young coach and player, I felt this way all the time. The truth is, after I got some great advice on how to be efficient, my learning curve grew exponentially. Let me show you how to be more efficient and effective in this game. I invite you to check out CoachBTraining.com for more resources that you can use to take your game to the next level. I look forward to helping you reach your volleyball goals.